Assalamu everyone. Welcome to our first podcast for the Brotherhood Indoor Soccer League. I am one of your board members, Hashim Ghazi, and I'm joined by the commissioner, Saeed Merchant. Ziggy, how are you, buddy? Assalamu Hashim. I'm good. I'm the Lowry. I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Uh, I'm excited. We finally, after two years, a two-year break, uh, BISL is back, uh, back with a lot of changes some that were required given current changes to the environment that we're playing with uh, and some that are exciting that will bring some new faces, some new teams and some new ideas to the league, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, it's definitely, um, it's been a while since we played. It's been a while. Um, yeah. So um, what uh, we were very lucky that the, the last season that we played we were able to finish the entire season um, and then the COVID took full effect. It was like a week or so right after that, where we went to lockdown. So uh, Alhamdulillah, it's great that we're going to get the season going again. I know a lot of the brothers that used to play in the league are very excited to get back on the pitch with a lot of their friends and play against their buddies. Um, so it definitely is exciting. I agree completely. Um, I remember actually one of the first times I heard of COVID-19 was actually through the league in our, group chat for our our sham team uh one of my teammates just sent a link being like it's here um kind of like partly in jest uh, but thinking nothing of it about how like the first case came up at i think it was at sunnybrook hospital um and then here we are two years later still talking about it um it's amazing i hope everyone's doing well and staying safe uh, i hope you all are if you're able to get vaccinated i hope that that's the decision that you can make um and we're excited to welcome back a lot of old faces to the league a lot of new ones also for me in this league i think there's a lot of guys um we obviously we run the soccer the softball league as well and i think in that group a lot of people knew each other from before um or that have grown up with each other there's been relationships there um to me at least i feel like soccer is a lot of it's more so organic in some senses which people guys just know each other through the league itself um, and guys have met each other because they've heard about the league, excited, excited about what it brings to the table. Obviously, guys know each other um, because they've played together in other leagues and so forth. So there's been some sort of word of mouth, but for the most part, I feel like there's been it's a good mix of guys that didn't know each other and they come together for the league, which is what it's all about, right? Yeah, for sure, right? And that's the the benefit of playing um, in a community based league, right? Where it's the same players more so every year. Um, and so you kind of build those relationships. Um, the reason why we do a draft-based league is so everybody gets an opportunity to meet different players uh, throughout the league and play with different people and kind of learn more about them and sometimes build friendships and sometimes um, just get to know people, right? So yeah. Alhamdulillah, it's, it's been beneficial, I think. Um, the, the, the soccer community is, is very different than the softball community, yeah. but uh, for sure, there's been a lot of people that, uh, that I've personally met um, from this league that I didn't know from before. And we've kind of become friends and kind of played together. And um, when you, when you kind of stick on, on a team for a year and you have some success and whatnot, then you kind of build a bond, right. Going forward. And Definitely. Remember, remember those, those fond memories of playing together and going to battle and, and stuff that usually happens off the pitch, which is usually the more memorable stuff, right? Yeah. Stuff that happens in your group chat and whatnot. So definitely. it's definitely, it's exciting to have everything back. Um, yes, there are certain precautions and, and conditions required. And unfortunately it meant that some players couldn't play because of those conditions, but um, that's what we had to do in order to make sure that um, we're able to successfully run the league based on the current conditions and ultimately, hopefully, 
inshallah, without any hiccups, um, go through the whole season. Yeah. So before we get into some of these new changes and some of the exciting news that we have to share, um, a bit of background. So this is now, I guess, year six in the league because we missed out on year six last year. So this would have been year six. Um, we This is the first year we're doing a podcast. Um, and it's exciting because we get a chance to hear from not only Zahid and I, Zahid, and I, Zahid, I think this might be one of the only times we'll be on the podcast. Um, we have a slew of different li- of different hosts, different people that will be involved. Um, two GMs will be joining it um, and we'll be kind of leading the charge on that and I'll introduce them next week. Um, so leave an element of surprise, but um, it's going to be a way for us to kind of convey what's happening in the league, have some banter and related to some things that are going on and talk about updates and so forth and give a shout out to our sponsors, of course. Um, so now that we got that out of the way, Zahid, let's introduce, I guess, the first news that you already announced a few weeks ago, but uh, we are no longer playing in Milton. That is correct. Um, unfortunately for me, because that the, the old field in Milton was uh, less than a five-minute drive from my house, but uh, it's for the greater good. As someone who um, lived by the softball field for uh, the first three to four years of existence of the league, um, it's kind of... a, a a blessing and a curse to be so close. Um, it's amazing because your commute is literally obsolete. Um, it is can be difficult because a lot of times things don't work out. You are kind of the one that's got called upon and it's convenient that you're able to attend over there. Mind you, with you, Zahid, you were that guy regardless. So I guess it doesn't really matter for you <laughs> to be called on when something went wrong. But um, let's go ahead and, and talk to them more about the league. About yeah, the so I think it was probably three or four years ago where I first heard that they were building a new community center in Churchill Meadows. Obviously, that's a huge community, um, a big Muslim community as well. Um, and so when we first heard about that, in my discussions with um, the Mississauga uh, Sports Department, we were initially having a discussion about, well, are they putting a soccer field there? What's it going to look like? Is it going to be domed and whatnot? And they were still working out some of those details, but they expected that they were going to put in a dome. And so from that time, I've been on top of um, the coordinator there um, or the lead at the Mississauga Sports Division um, about getting us access to that dome. Um, and there's been constant discussions over the last three years about whether their Mississauga is going to run their own league there at that time, or whether they're going to be run that league earlier, whether it's going to be a Friday or Saturday and whatnot, those details were always moving, but it was um, earlier this summer, I would probably say around July or August when we finally got, finally got confirmation that, yeah, there should be time slot available. It's not confirmed yet, but um, it should be uh, doable for us. So at that point, we started making plans um, to move the location of our league, making sure the, the referees and stuff were okay with um, going to that new location and whatnot. And then eventually, um, I think it was in September where we finally got the confirmation that, yeah, you got the time slot from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Uh, on a Sunday. Uh, we were able to get two fields, uh, which allowed us the ability to continue to grow the league. That's great. Um, so again, the locations in Churchill Meadows, Mississauga, um, with that change, um, there are some new protocols we have to keep in mind, uh, relative to the pandemic and requirements from the city of Mississauga. And I guess the league itself, um, in relation to there's a requirement to be vaccinated in order to play. Um, not only that, but there's a requirement to show proof of that, uh, which will be required the first game that we play. 
at the field. Um, and we'll have volunteers that are there checking that using the COVID Verify app through the government of Canada to verify that you in fact have received both vaccines uh, and in turn are eligible to play. Uh, that's a requirement from the city in order for us to play in the league and further to requirement from the league um, in order to ensure the safety of all of our players. So if you're not double vaccinated, unfortunately you cannot play in the league. Uh, it's kind of, I guess the simplest way to put it, unless you're unable to, and there's been a discussion surrounding that and, and, and circumstances, extenuating circumstances have been provided to the board to make a decision on that. Yeah, and that recently changed. Um, the the uh, well, sorry, that, that didn't change for adults. Uh, recently changed for youth, um, a twelve plus, but eighteen plus. I think it was announced sometime in September that uh, in order to go into any uh, indoor facility, even including a gym, um, you'd have to be double vaccinated. And yep. so the city of Mississauga hasn't been entirely clear on uh, whose responsibility it is to check, um, but they have told us that there will be audits. Um, that they will come in there and they will randomly ask people to check. Um, I know in the facility itself, um, they had, they've had staff there. Um, but, uh, the first week of the season, definitely we will be checking everybody's vaccine certificate, um, to make sure that they are. And then after that, um, provided you've been checked once during the season, then we shouldn't have to check again because, um, that typically doesn't change. Um, but at the same time, we also have to be diligent to make sure that if players are sick, um, and they do feel under the weather that they are avoiding coming into games and they're using um, the substitutes that we have in the league um, so that uh, in the event that there is an illness or it is COVID or, or anything that we're not spreading across the league because that could ultimately uh, lead to the league, sh the league shutting down. Yep, absolutely. Um, so on that note, uh, now that we've gotten that element out of the way, is that any other safety measures or security measures or, or that are required from the league in terms of other things? I know that we'll have um, sanitizer and so forth on hand um, at games, although it's obviously with the interaction of players, obviously I don't think it'll be as much of an issue, um, but in the sense of we'll have that available, anything else to keep in mind for players or? Um, not, not anything that's, that's new, uh, obviously for the new players that are coming into the league, uh, it is mandatory to have shin guards. Um, the yeah. referee will not allow you to play if you're not wearing shin guards. And if you, um, everybody that plays soccer should know this, so you can't wear metal studs. Um, that goes across, uh, any sport that you play, um, that is not professional. So, uh, make sure if you are buying new cleats that they are, um, rubber studs or plastic studs, as opposed to having metal studs, because if you get caught wearing those, you'll be removed from the game. Yep. Um, the same thing goes with jewelry as well, whether you're wearing yeah, for sure. yeah, I chains, that. rings, and so forth. You'll be asked to remove it um, or tape it to avoid any injury. This can, some gruesome things can happen. Uh, so it's to be smart and, and, and avoid those situations. Uh, so I, I'm going to jump off to, I'm going to jump, skip the one topic we had in mind and move because you mentioned already. Uh, new players. We have a lot of new players this year. Um, one of the beauties of this league, I think more than softball, is there's a lot more turnover. And that could be because guys are, in, are nursing injuries in the offseason. The winters are being more tougher or kind of tougher to get out for one reason or another. They're playing in another league. Um, and we're fortunate to have a lot of new players this year. Um, I think almost 20. Is it 18? Is that correct? Yeah, it's if you consider our subs that played in the previous season um, that joined as regular players. Yeah, we had about 18 new players. Yeah. And, um, as you mentioned, we, we usually have more turnover when it comes to um, soccer um, year over year. But for whatever reason, maybe it was because um, the year off and people had uh, the, the desire to get back on the pitch yeah. with each other. 
we had a pretty impressive t- uh, return rate yeah. here because of that, right? So um, I'd say we had 90% of the players that played in the previous year returned to play this year. Um, but because we were adding two more teams, that still meant that we were able to open up spots for some new players. And it was obviously a big rush in order for, for people to register and, and get in. So um, we had to try to keep it as fair as possible and you know, open it up first come first serve and um, allow whoever was able to register first to, to get one of those spots. It's funny because I feel like the last season before the, I guess, the pandemic hit um, officially, I felt that was the year that we kind of built the most momentum in the league. Um, I thought it was very, the parody was amazing. I feel like Zahid, we obviously, me, using Omar have been in this league since day one and running it since day one. And I finally felt like we got that mix of whatever we wanted. It was competitive, but still maintained the elements of brotherhood. And there was a sense of every team was quality. There was no teams that were very bad. Everyone was at a level where they were playing good footy and, uh, the every single week there was unpredictable matches um, even up to the finals and so forth people had their opinions on who was going to win and so forth but I think we finally struck that balance of what we were looking for and in, in years previous there may have been some teams that were not as good as others or some players that maybe didn't play as much and as a result um, the quality level was the, the quality level of, of the league to an extent was not where we necessarily wanted to be I feel like that last year we attracted the type of quality and, and the quality of players that you want to see in this league, um, both on the pitch and off the pitch. And it led to, I think, our most effective and, and fun season in that sense. Yeah, just going back to that last season that we had in 2019-2020, um, going into the final week of the regular season, all six teams were still in a playoff hunt, right? Yeah. And it ended up, ended up being um, Sham losing to Hijaz, who Hijaz sneaked in with the fourth spot. Um, and I can't remember who Jerusalem was playing. Um, I think it was Andalusia. I think so, yeah. And so that game was a, a meaningful game as well because had Jerusalem won that match, they would have snuck in and and pushed somebody else out, right? So, um, yeah, the last season was fantastic in terms of the parity in the league, in yeah. terms of um, the quality of brotherhood um, and just the community that we had built because there's so much – um, repetition in terms of the returning players that everybody had gotten an opportunity to play with different people and kind of knew all the players on the other team. And so you had scouting reports and guys would say, I like, I know this guy's tendency. He likes to go left foot and he goes right foot and he likes to go down this wing and that wing. So it kind of builds that, uh, that, uh, that league aspect, right. Where um, you have an understanding of the other teams and next time you play them, you got a little bit of a, um, a chip on your shoulder because you want to, uh, uh, make up for opportunity loss in the last match and whatnot. So it was just fantastic season. I think it'll be even more of that this year. I think um, so too. At least I'm hopeful that we will, right? Um, with the parity that we have across the GMs and um, with new talent coming in and whatnot. So it should be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, I agree completely. Uh, now with so many new faces, there's our league is in some sense, in most senses, like any other league that you play in, um, where we put an emphasis on good quality football and, you know, playing the game the right way and and the energy and the excitement that comes with on the pitch. But our league is a bit different whenever it comes to off-the-pitch elements too, with it being a the brotherhood indoor softball league, soccer league, sorry. Um, a key element to it is kind of your behavior on the pitch and off the pitch. And, and we, we put that as a 
almost on the same level as the quality of play. In some sense, I'd say more in, in some sense as, as more important than the quality of play for the nature of the brothers that we have in the league. Um, we expect there to be appropriate behavior, avoid language on the field. We expect um, to avoid the rough housing and so forth. And we, we make an effort, we inform our refs of that. And I think they appreciate that too, um, to kind of promote the element of sportsmanship and fair play um, and ensuring that things don't get, don't boil over. And I mean, it's never perfect. I mean, soccer is one of those, one of those games in which sometimes, I mean, with the intensity and the back and forth and guys kind of getting uh, tussling in with one another throughout a full 50 minute match, um, it can get heated at times, especially whenever there's playoff implications on the line and so forth. Um, so I think it's just important to maintain a cool head, but I think our refs have a tire whistle with that in mind and we've we've given them um i guess the guidance to do so to avoid things and, and, and kind of stop things before they get out of hand and so forth to avoid really ugly situations yeah and we've had it happen in the past no right questions. so we know that we're all males we have testosterone right and so um, emotions get involved when the match is on the line and whatnot right but um the referees have gotten in themselves involved and uh punish players for swearing during the game, punish players for taunting other guys during the game or even showing up the referee and whatnot. So um, that's obviously behavior that we don't uh, promote. Um, and we kind of ask the referees to make sure that with that type of a behavior has zero tolerance. So um, it's been a few, it's been a, a long time since many of us have played. So I just want to make sure everybody remembers the expectation in terms of the behavior um, and, and what we expect on, on a week in week out, basis right at the end of the day we're all brothers um i say this all the time in all the sports that i play and i and i run right you're not getting paid to play here you're paying to play here right so make sure that you recognize that yourself and the other players on the pitch also have a family to go home to they also have a job to go to the next day so if you're trying to make a nasty tackle um and you put that guy out for a while it's uh, it's probably impacting his his life more than more so than the match yeah, it's just, it's not worth it. It's rec soccer, guys. Um, another big part of what we do in the league, whether it's the podcast or the social media or it's scorekeeping and so forth, is we do, a lot, this is a completely 100% volunteer-ran organization, and we do a lot, or we try to do a lot to ensure that um, the players and those that are involved with the league um, gain the most from the experience. And in doing so, we put paramount, that we pull out importance towards stat keeping and the jerseys and team names and, and, and content that we provide. And that is all possible thanks to the volunteers that we have, um, whether it's social media, whether it is on the podcast, whether it's game day stuff, setting up, taking down um, other things that happen throughout the year through whatever it's, it's, it's raising funds for the different uh, charities that we're a part of and so forth. Uh, volunteering is a big part of what we do in this league. If you're interested in volunteering any capacity please let us know um it's a great way for you to give back and it, it's really it's the core element of what what makes this league what it is and we're so appreciative for our volunteers every single year um and hope to get some of the the new gentlemen that, that are coming out this year to contribute in that sense as well yeah for sure like the, the this league can only be as good as the as the volunteers make it right so the more volunteers we have we have so many skilled professionals that play in our league um, whatever your skill is, whatever you're really good at. And if you can dedicate a little bit of your time during the week, um, we only play Sunday. So it, like if you're able to contribute even a half hour a week to, to helping uh, the league be better and make it more interesting and exciting, 
for our players. Um, that's all we're asking, right? So um, uh, we're looking for people that can help out with scorekeeping on game days, right? We're looking for people that have um, graphics design skills or social media skills where you can help us um, update uh, posts that we're going to be doing week in, week out, right? Like we do uh, a player of the week post. We do um, this podcast, right? Where we post our, uh, the podcast details and whatnot. So whatever skill you have, if you're willing to contribute and help out, reach out to one of us, right? And say, hey, listen, I can help out. This is what I'm pretty good at. I can dedicate X amount of time. We'll we'll find a way to make sure we can leverage your skills. Definitely. Um so speaking of skills, um, we are, let's go into the draft. Before I go into that, um, let's introduce the teams again. This year, Humlo, we uh, have added two new teams with the, uh, I guess, the demand of the league to allow two more teams to join us, uh, which is fantastic. We have a total of eight. With there being eight teams, a few new changes in terms of the rules. Number one, a big one, everyone makes playoffs. Um, so there's no, I know in years past with six teams, we had two teams eliminated. Uh, and as a re- as a result, there being only four teams that would join, or there being a wild card game in which that would that would that would have effects on it. This year, all eight teams make it. Um, you can go to the Brotherhood Softball website to find out more about how playoff seating works out. In that sense, uh, with the eight teams, uh, we have two divisions this year. So we have the Shark Division, um, which is Hijaz FC led by Taki Ahmad, Jerusalem FC led by Syed Syed Thermizi. Uh, Samara FC led by Janet Akram and Sham FC, of course, led by Muhammad Shah. And we have the card division, um, the reigning champs, Anatolia FC led by Zain Kilji, and Luja FC um, led by new GM, always Ansari. Uh, Maghrib FC, which is a new team led by Danish Khan, is coming back to the league, which is great after nursing injury for the last couple of years. And Masar FC led by Omar El Askalani. Uh, excited to see guys like uh, Mortaza. Omar and Oways joining as new GMs this year. Um, they always brought a lot to the league, both on and off the pitch. And we're really excited to give them more of the role like this to lead a team because they deserve it. And I think they're going to be great contributions to that leadership side of, this, of the league. Yeah, like all these guys are fantastic players and they're fantastic brothers, right? Um, they they know what it takes to win, but they also know what it takes to, to kind of build chemistry with the team and, and uphold the, bro- the brotherhood values of the league. So I think we've got a fantastic... Um, uh, group of uh, GMs this year. Um, it is new for us as as organizer of the league going to eight eight teams. We mm-hmm. have never had eight teams before, so uh, there may be some uh, ma- management help that we might need, and we may call upon some people that are willing to volunteer and help us out from that standpoint. But I think we've got uh, fantastic uh, GMs, and then also having two divisions this year changes things up. Um, and so just to expand on what Hasha mentioned about the the playoff format. So all of the teams make the playoffs and then the top seed from the shark division will play the last seed from the garb division um, in the quarterfinals. Right. So um, you play the team in your division uh, twice during the regular season and you play the team in the opposite division once, but in the playoffs, you're going to be playing the team in the opposite division. Um, And then from that, it's going to be a, a bracket going forward. So um, new element there will be two legs in the in the quarterfinal and the semifinal. So um, it's not a one game elimination. You have an opportunity to, to make up for a bad week if you're missing somebody or whatnot. Yeah. Um, and then also everybody making the playoffs gives players a little bit more flexibility if for whatever reason they not feeling well and they don't want to uh, attend the games for that purpose and they shouldn't be. 
right? It doesn't mean that your team's going to get eliminated if you miss that match. You're, you're still in the hunt going forward, and you just got to win your two quarterfinal games to get to the semis. Yeah, for sure. It's 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 cool because although the split between the two divisions was taking the team names and kind of geographically splitting them, uh, we have some rivalries that were that kind of were uncovered through this. I mean, the first few three years of the was the first three years of, of the league. Uh, it was Hijaz and Jerusalem, and they're both up against each other. And in the last few years, um, before last year, uh, before the last season, there was a lot of uh, Samara and Sham playing against each other. So we kind of have them. That East Division uh, has a lot of history there. Um, Antonio and Andalusia always seem to get matched up a lot in, in, in key games as well. And then we have the two new, te- new teams, Maghreb FC and Masar FC. Um, so I think there's a lot of rivalries already budding, some that have a lot more history and others that um, have enough of a, have a storyline, some intrigue surrounding what that's going to turn out like. Um, those divisions may change over the years as we expand teams, but I think uh, for now, that's kind of the way it's going to be set up. And it's, I mean, you can look at these teams and all these GMs are phenomenal, right? They're, they're, they're great guys and they add a lot to the lead. They understand the game. They know how to run a team. Um, and I just, it'll be really exciting to see what, what the other nine guys they draft to kind of support their needs. And I mean, if you look at these guys, um, I mean, I've, I've had the pleasure of playing with Shaw for a few years now, Shaw FC, and um, he runs his team a certain way. You play with Zane, Zane Kilji last year, and he runs his team a certain way. Um, and you see kind of how these guys develop their teams and kind of what their approach is. And it's really interesting to see how that pans out in the draft. So, I mean, Zahid, going into the draft, draft, by the way, for everyone, is um, you'll probably be hearing this uh, in, in the next probably on Thursday um, at the earliest. So the draft is Tuesday, November 8th. Sorry, uh, it's my... Monday. It's a Monday, Monday, November 8th. Monday, November. Thank you so much. Monday, November 8th. Appreciate you correcting me on that. Uh, so Monday, November 8th, um, each team has one GM to start and there are nine rounds of the draft. So each team has 10 players. Um, and then Zahid, do you want to go into the substitute? Or do you... Yeah, so there'll be one dedicated substitute for each team. Um, that player will be drafted by their GM, and anytime a team is uh, uh, short two players, they can call on that sub to come play in and fill in in any capacity that they want and in any position that they want, right? So that player um, will be tied to that team, and that can be considered a member of your kind of your squad, right? But you call upon him when your team needs a player. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so of all eight of these teams, um, I would say all eight of them, interestingly enough, they have, a, I mean, to start off with, with each one of these guys, Ducky, Morthez, Ejimated, Shah, Zane, Always, Danish, Omar, you have goals. There, there's guys that or not necessarily goals, but guys that kind of can play any of those front three positions. Always being the one exception, I know he's played a lot of defense in the past, but he has this, he, he, he can play midfield if needed or, or striker if needed. Um, so I guess the, the two things I see in this, the biggest things is, I mean, goalkeeping, right? Zahid, you're a goalkeeper in this league. Um, and that it's often a thankless job, but it's, it's such an integral one, especially in years past, wherever, um, we had six teams and it was tough to find six keepers that kind of, that, that were everyday keepers, if you will. Some guys were filling in because they need to, because they need to take the position up, other guys were there, but I feel like this year, do we have looking from your knowledge of the players that are joining, do we have eight through and through keepers this year? 
Yeah, so there's eight guys Amazing. that have volunteered or put their hand up and said, yeah, I'm playing goalkeeper for the entire season, right? And that's uh, something we haven't had every single season. Um, to be very honest, I only became a goalkeeper out of necessity. Um, I, did, I didn't think I would be a goalkeeper, but um, it kind of grew on me. Um, so somebody has to take that job. And like you said, it's a, sometimes it's a thankless job. Your goalkeeper couldn't let in one or two goals, but um if you lose them if you lose the match you look at the goalkeeper while the offense didn't produce enough but um I think this year we'll have eight really good goalkeepers um that have experience there's a there's three guys that uh that we don't know um they're new to the league so we'll have to see the quality of play but they've all said that they've played goalkeeper before in the past um one of them has played goalkeeper for a rep soccer team so um there should be quality goalkeepers on every single squad so there shouldn't be um, any team that should be going into the draft thinking that, hey, if I don't take a goalkeeper um, early, I might end up with a liability. But mind you, there obviously is different levels of goalkeepers, yeah. um, right? And whatever your comfort level is with the players that you've played with. Definitely. Right. So uh, it'll, kind of, it'll be interesting to see where the goalkeepers go in the draft. I think they'll go somewhere to the, the top half uh, of I the think draft. So for sure. Yeah. You never want to um, be the, the team that that's, that's um, not, doesn't have one. Right. And I think as you meant, like, in years past, that was something that would come up. We're like, oh, there's one, there's a couple of guys that are not that have our goalies as their backup positions. We're gonna force them to be to become a primary keeper this year. And they may agree with that, they may disagree with it, kind of thing. So they take one for the team and they do that, but they may not be as comfortable doing that than versus other positions. But this year we, we have eight primary like position goalkeepers. Um, and I mean, as you know, Z, like goalkeeping is so much more than just stopping shots, right? It's, I mean, the guys that, that can distribute the ball, the guys that can control, like organize their defense is all that's so integral to kind of how your entire structure comes and be able to read the game from the back. So having guys that have played keeper, especially at levels as high as like playing in rep is, is amazing. So I think it'll only make the league better. Yeah, for sure. And I, obviously it was a learning experience for me transitioning to a goalkeeper, a lot of things that I didn't know. Um, and obviously soccer is not my primary sport, right? So um now that you've got every single goalkeeper that has experience playing at the back and and, and controlling those defenses and, and seeing the plays develop right and, and knowing where to be so that, that that should just make the quality of the league even better agreed so if you have first pick z um, i'm putting on the spot over here if you have first pick i know what name i'm saying but what is the name what is one of the names that come to mind as who could be in that top pick or you know what why don't you give me why don't you give me your first three picks in no order if it's hard to, 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 to narrow it down to one. Yeah. It, it's really hard to narrow it down to one. I would say there are, um, there's, there's definitely two guys that come to name, right. That are going to go first, the, the first overall pick, right. It's going to come down to between one of those two guys. Right. And they're all, they're both MVPs from the last season. So um, Adil Muhammad is the MVP of the regular season mm-hmm. um, in the 2019, 2020 season. Right. Phenomenal player, phenomenal skill. Guys, a right. stud, yeah, yeah, Un- unreal speed, like fastest. Uh, I've seen, I've seen so many times that quickest guy we've defend- played. Defender has got two, th- two or three strides on him, and he just still beats him to the ball, right? So, not only that, even even, even with the ball, the way that he moves, just it's he, he's so quick and he's smart too. Uh, he's a baller, man. Yeah, he is and then dope. the other guy is Fawad Akram. No question. Fawad yeah, was the MVP of the playoffs last year, and he just has a knack for for making the right play at the right time and, and being in the right position. Right. So he's also got that next level speed that we were just talking about. Right. So I'd say those two guys, in my opinion, are probably one and two. And then after that, you've got a, a series of guys that are, that are also 
uh, phenomenal players and are sh- surefire first round picks. No question. Yeah. Down to what, uh, what you're looking for from that player. Right. So you've got guys like uh, Omer Sheikh, who's a former GM and uh, MVP and uh, golden boot winner. And then you've got um, Gibran Sahrani, who's won a golden boot as well. Nasser Rahman, one of the best midfielders in our game, right. Saad Khaled, who, played as a sub for Andalusia and led their team in scoring, I think. Right. So yeah. Like, picking any one of these guys is like, like you can't go wrong with any one of them. Right. No, they're, for sure. they're all fantastic players. And then we haven't even mentioned guys, the Hizer, um, who's also had some great seasons in, in, in BISL. Right. And then after that, you've got so many good players that round out the, um, the, the, the second round, right. Where, it all comes down to what GMs are looking for yep. in that pick, right? Yeah, um, exactly. And, and, and always in a draft, there's always you choose familiarity over unfamiliarity. No question. Right? Because there will be some new players that are going to come in that are going to have phenomenal skill. And no you question. look at them and say, hey, this guy's really good. But if I know the guy and I've played with another guy that is as good as him, you probably take the guy that you know because um, you're unsure um, how the new player will will transition to, to our league versus somebody that's very familiar with it. Not saying our league's any different than anything else, but you just have um, some chemistry with people that you play with. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that completely. Um, my top two picks were the exact same as yours. Um, I think what's, what's cool is you have Ado, who's like, as you mentioned, it's like insanely quick and just I feel like with him, everything is just on fast forward because he moves so quickly. Fawad has that speed too, but what's crazy about him is that like, I feel like whenever he gets the ball, the game just slows down for him. You know what I mean? Like you, 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 you can't see the reads that he's making or kind of the, what he's thinking, but it just seems whenever he has the ball, he's in such control and such has, has such impressive vision that he knows like everything slows down. He knows exactly how things are going to move. And it's just, it's amazing. So it's going to be amazing to see who goes one, two um, with those guys. I think anyone that, that has those top two picks, those are the two guys that they'll be highlighting. but you mentioned Omar, uh, his are obviously Nasser, so many others. I mean, so another question for you, um, I guess two more, and then we can wrap this up. Uh, who do you think is the first defender off the board? And who do you think besides yourself, or if you choose yourself would be the first keeper off the board? No, I wouldn't pick myself. I wouldn't pick you either. Um, <laughs> for the record, I, I think you're going to be one of the first ones, but, um, Jibs is too good. No, well, yeah, it, it also comes down to, right? Like athleticism and all that stuff is, is one thing, right? But yeah. at the end of the day, right, you got to take somebody that um, that has that flexibility, right? Like Jibs, for whatever reason, if it's not working, Jibs gives you the flexibility to say, hey, Jibs, can you come play forward today? We're going to put this right. guy in goal, yeah. right? If we're missing a striker or missing somebody, I can't do that anymore, man. I'm, I'm, I'm over 40 now. So <laughs> I, 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 played, I played as a, uh, as a defender um on sunday with some of these guys in pickup and after one shift i was like calling for a sub every time i'd go in so <laughs> um certainly I, I would say yeah well it's going to be hard to pick and that one goalkeeper that with that i saw on sunday right that um that's played rap before yeah i heard he was amazing he's phenomenal right he's phenomenal um so <laughs> he might be somebody there some of the gms that were talking that he might even be a second round pick Right, because he's yeah. that good. He's that good in goal, right? But in terms of defense, there's so many good defenders in our Yeah, league, there's so right? many. So it's hard to it's hard to pick just one um, that's going to go um, top in, in that round. Like you've got uh, Asif that has 
been awarded best defender before. You got Salman Emma that's won best defender before. You've got Hossam that's been a um, a uh, was it first team defender, yeah, right? So Depending big. where you play Shaheen, if you play him on D, you play him on forward. Yeah, you've got guys like Hassan Choudhury coming back that have played defense. Yeah, like like I think I think on defense teams will be able to find defense. Obviously, you need one anchor, right? You need a guy yeah. that is a stud defensively. He can distribute the ball and whatnot. Yeah, I'm not denying that you need one of those guys, but. Uh, you should be able to round out your team defensively um, throughout the draft, right? It's just, it just comes down to, can I get that one anchor, the guy that can control everything at the back and make sure that we get the ball to the midfielders and, and the forwards, right? As a defender. Cause that is, that's harder to do. I've seen it year in, year out, right? You need somebody from the back that, that opens up the play when they intercept the ball. Right. But outside of that, I think, there's, there's some very quality defenders um, later in the draft that you'll be able to find. It's going to come down to um, all of the GMs on, on how they build their team, right? Yeah. Like I'd imagine everybody's going to try to pick a forward in the first round. For sure. Right. But out, after that, it's going to come down to, hey, who's going to take that that anchor defenseman, that ones that we just talked about, right? And then after that, it's going to come down to strategy on who takes who where. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, I mean, with, with, Anatolia, the main champs last year, uh, though, I mean, unfortunately there was a lot of injuries that took place, but uh, Zane had the first pick and then he had picks two and three and he went, he went Fawad number one. And then he had the back two and he went defender, defender. I mean, with the intention of Shaheen being a defender at yeah. that time. Um, and I think that just showed that there was that basis there. And most guys would not have made that move in the second round necessarily. Right. And then I think, was it, if I'm not, I think you would have been probably pick three or four, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He took uh Gomel next. And yeah. He with a pick after that. Yeah. Right? So, so like it, that, yeah, setting that yeah, foundation yeah. Is, is so, is so important. I mean, it helps that whenever you're, that whenever you have spirits talented as Zane, um, you know, that with someone like Fawad, you'll have the chemistry that you need to kind of use, you fill in a third guy, whether it's a goal scorer, whether it's someone that's going to be a box to box guy, you can make that work, but having that foundation is so integral um, and so important. But I agree. I mean, with with this draft being a bit deeper um, in the sense that there being a lot of bigger name players that have been GMs in the past, so forth available, I think that first round would definitely be all forwards for sure. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what happens in round two. And hey, I mean, if, if, if this new keeper slides into round two, um, that'll be a first for sure. And it'll be amazing to see that happen because, uh, again, that can make all the difference, right? Yeah, for sure. Right. It's all going to come down to what uh, each GM strategy is going into the season, right? They're all, they're all great players, but they all have um, a way of playing, like you mentioned. So they'll be trying to find guys that, that match that way of playing. And we've got our new player assessment coming up um, this Sunday. So they'll get an opportunity to see all the new players coming into the league. Um, There probably will be some very talented players on that list as well that might slide up into the first, um, first two rounds of that draft so we'll have to wait and see for sure for sure well z on that note um let's wrap this up it's been a longer episode than we anticipated but we had a lot to cover um we had two years worth of updates to cover (laughs) um so so this was probably a more informative podcast right versus the 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 ones that are going to um come after this with uh, some more um how would you say it? More charismatic personalities. For sure. Yeah, right? we're that boring as hell. For sure. I mean, uh, taking have a lot of hot takes and 
and uh, discussion about who who said this, who did that, yeah, whatnot. For sure. So th- this this was more making sure everybody that's coming back to the league or new to the league kind of has an understanding of what our foundations are and what we're building off of, um, and what the expectations are for the for the uh, for the rest of this season. Um, uh, I don't anticipate I'll be on this podcast too often, but I'll join whenever needed. Uh, and we'll let the guys who have the, uh, uh, the more of the, uh, hot takes and, and the more entertaining personalities take over from here. Definitely. Definitely. Well, yeah, I appreciate it. Um, always a pleasure. Look forward to seeing you on the pitch soon, uh, to our BSL rookies. Welcome. We're excited to have you joining us and look forward to playing with you this year. Inshallah to the BISL OGs. Welcome back. Excited to see you all. Um, be safe, stretch, uh, take care of yourselves. And we look forward to seeing you on the pitch in a couple of weeks. And uh, we'll come back with episode two um, with a overview of the draft and how each team is looking inshallah next week. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Awesome.